Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. So, it turns out the Earth is not the center of the universe. It turns out that the sun does not orbit the Earth, and in fact, it is the complete opposite. The Earth orbits the sun. Easy for me to say with my 21st century privilege, the privilege of knowledge, but wind the clock back a few centuries and precisely nobody believed that. Nobody except a few enlightened scientists such as Galileo who were subsequently placed under house arrest for their entire life for suggesting that the earth might orbit the sun. There are a lot of things through history, a lot of cases, a lot of points in time when people thought one thing, and the reality was quite the other. And in the first part of this series on grammar, I suggested that exactly that is true with language learning. Grammar is taught systematically with a rules-based approach in schools throughout the world. And yet, that is not how people who reach high levels in a foreign language get there. This is a very important series where we are examining the real link between what you do every day to learn grammar and how fluent you become. I'm really proud of this series. I hope you enjoy it. We've already done part one. We're going to get into part two today. My wonderful partners, italki, who help connect you with language teachers all over the world from all different backgrounds, who speak all different languages. You can connect with them easily on italki and then have lessons over Skype. It is a wonderful service, extremely convenient, and the, the easiest way to start speaking your target language. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Okay, time to get into part two. Remember, you can watch this entire series on video as well. You'll see me walking, the, roaming the streets, vagabonding around the streets of Ljubljana in Slovenia, and also then guiding you through some of these concepts in, in, in slides that I've created, because... You know, this is not always straightforward to think about this. So I've created these slides so that you've got clear visuals that help you on, uh, wrap your head around what I'm talking about. If you'd like to watch this on video rather than audio, you can go to iwillteachyouralanguage.com forward slash episode 286. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy part two of how to become a grammar hero. Welcome back. Now, you may remember in the first video, we talked about an idea that is as dangerous as the idea back in the 16th century, that the Earth might not be the center of the universe and, in fact, orbits the sun. And so it is in language learning. In a world where grammar is taught rule by rule, verb conjugation by verb conjugation in classrooms around the world, it may be the case that this very approach, this very structured, rules-based approach to learning that we all are familiar with from school, far from helping us become fluent in our target languages, is actually keeping us trapped inside our heads continually learning rule after rule and translating from English with no end in sight. Now this kind of rules-based approach may very well keep textbook writers busy and classrooms full, but it's not actually helping us, the people, the regular people out there who are just trying to become fluent in another language. Now far be it from me to compare myself to Galileo, <laughs> but I would like to suggest that when it comes to learning grammar, there is another reality. A reality in which it's not the sun and everything else that orbits the earth, but the earth that orbits the sun. And this new reality, if you can accept it and apply it, gives you 
the chance to learn grammar quickly, naturally, and without all that much study at all. Now, I use this method when I learned Italian. And if you go to my weekly update videos, you can actually see week by week how my grammar evolved uh, from a kind of messy Spanish translation to more pure Italian. And this is what we're going to be covering in this video, how to actually do this, how to make the learning happen. Now, one of the reasons I can talk about this so confidently is because for years, I used to learn grammar the traditional way too. I remember when I learned my first language, French. I remember all of the study that I used to do in my textbooks. And uh, I remember thinking also, having the feeling that I was getting good at the grammar as well, as I worked my way through my books and answered all of my exercises correctly. But later, after a few months learning French, I actually moved to Paris. And to this day, I remember exactly what it felt like when I actually had to start speaking French there in France. It's such a different dynamic from the security of my textbook. It was the real world, fast and unpredictable. To think about and retrieve the grammar that I needed, to organize it in my head, and then to go and put it together into some kind of sentence and get it out of my mouth, it was like a military operation in my brain. And that had the, the effect of making me nervous whenever I would go to speak French. It was nerves around making grammar mistakes that would just paralyze me. And when my brain couldn't think fast enough in French, I resorted to translating from the English just to get something out. And it was confusing because there I was in France wanting to speak, wanting to improve. But my whole feeling around speaking French was like this kind of, it was like me versus them. You know, this it's like a, this kind of crazy game show in which I was on trial to see if I could get my grammar right or not. Maybe this is a feeling that you can relate to a little bit in your own language studies. I'm pleased that I have since learned a better way, and it's my job to pass on what I've learned to you. You see, if we're going to talk about a method for learning grammar, there should be one simple test, one test that tells you if the method is worth its salt or not. And what is that test? Well, it's simple. The test is, can I use the grammar confidently in conversation? It is not. Can I learn the rules? We don't care about learning the rules. Anyone with a brain can learn grammar rules given enough time and, and will. The test is, can you actually use that grammar spontaneously, accurately, in conversation and enjoy yourself when you're speaking? Like I managed to do with my Italian project. Allora, avevo fermato a ascoltare quelle cose in, in inglese, ma in italiano ho un excuso. Che, <ride> Hai la scusa. La scusa, che, che è la forma Hai perfetta. Hai la scusa per di, continuare. Di, sì, perché è molto interessante, okay. è molto interessante e, e aiuta, aiuta grazie a, a, a essere molto interessante per me. Now think, like we said in the last video, the entire world teaches grammar. Every classroom is grammar-based. So why do we still study with grammar so much? And the question I posed in the last video was, you know, which is more likely, uh, grammar teaching works and we're all stupid, or grammar teaching doesn't work? Well, here's something that we know for sure. Traditional grammar learning, traditional grammar teaching, is not necessary 
because of all the immigrants that we spoke about, okay? We, we meet them every day. They come, they speak fantastic English without ever really studying it. So we know that grammar instruction is not necessary. That's crystal clear. For me, learning the rules of grammar, it's like pouring gas on a wood fire. Now, the gas helps. <laughs> certainly helps, right? But it's ultimately the wood that actually gives you the fire that you want. And without that wood, there's no fire at all. So you're not going to study rules endlessly, Okay, and you're also not going to emigrate, okay? <laughs> Me neither. Those days are over. So how are you going to learn that grammar? Here's the first key point. First of all, you do not need to learn the whole grammar book. In fact, you don't even need to learn most of it, or even half of it, in fact. Now, I know that you have grammar books on your shelf, look, over there, whatever, wherever you are right now, that cover every grammar point under the sun. But as one of my favorite sayings of all goes, just because it's in your book, it doesn't mean you need to learn it. Most languages tend to have about four, five or six, four to six big grammar points. Okay, the really important grammar points that cover most situations in regular conversation. So the first step is to focus on these big ones, all right, the big grammar points, and to not worry about everything else. This is actually great news because it dramatically cuts down the amount of work that you actually have to do. So you start with these you know, four or five really big, important grammar points in your target language, especially those ones that are tricky for foreigners, and you focus on those. So, for example, in, in German, you've got the case system. In Spanish, you've got different past tenses. Italian has prepositions. Portuguese has pronouns moving or <laughs> flying all over the place. These are really important and they're tricky for foreigners, all right? So you start with those. And once you begin to master that, well, you see, everything else gets easier. Now, there's much more to learn. There is. And your teacher might want to teach you something else or an exception or a special case or maybe your class that you go to, there's a syllabus that covers all this other grammar stuff. But the independent, focused language learner says, thanks, but no thanks. And with this video, I'm going to give you a PDF of a list of these tricky grammar points in different languages so that you know what to prioritize on. If you're watching here on the video, it'll be beneath the video. So check that out. Now that you know what to focus on, let's talk about how to learn this grammar. And as you might guess, you're going to do the exact opposite of what you're used to. Yes, the exact opposite. So, you know, when you have tried to use grammar books in the past or textbooks or whatever, you know how there are never, there never seem to be enough examples of the grammar being used. You know, like they show you the rule and you learn the rule and then you get a couple of examples and, and then they kind of expect you to know it. And you know how there is never really enough context to go along with the examples it's like you, you want to see this grammar used in the real world not not in some stifled textbook situation right and then then they come with the kind of gap fill exercises but you haven't understood the rule properly yet and and then you're on to the next thing and so, does that sound familiar you see the problem well let's flip this on its head and we start to see the solution which is how you're going to learn grammar now to master these tricky rules what you need is an avalanche of real examples of each rule in action Tons and tons, example after example. But more than examples, you need endless rich context so that you can see the grammar at work in real situations. With this deeply contextualized examples of the language, then you need to flood your brain with that stuff day after day after day. So let's, what are we talking about here? Well, tons of examples, 
tons of context. Really, if that's what you're after, you cannot beat stories. Stories not only give you endless exposure to natural grammar at work, but they're also so much fun because you get this kind of feeling when you can successfully read stories. I always feel like a genius when I read the story through the second and third time and I understand even more. Now, it doesn't have to be stories. It can be podcasts, blogs, magazines, but stories usually have this kind of perfect combination of intrigue and plot and dialogue and also nice, good quality language that you can learn from. So you're going to take this material like stories, rich with grammar, and then you're going to focus on these four or five main grammar points that we've talked about. Okay, Now, here's what you're going to do. First of all, make sure that you understand the basics of the grammar point itself. All right. So these main grammar points we've been talking about, make sure you look them up in your grammar, but quickly get a general idea of what they are, how they work. Briefly, we're talking about here and then stop, put the book away and then go back to your story. Now you continue reading and then what you do is to actively look for and notice when these grammar points are being used. You don't even have to think or analyze that much. Your job is to read, to listen, and to notice the grammar being used. There's an example. There's an example. Here's an example. And then to ask yourself, and this is crucial, you ask yourself, why? Why is this grammar being used here as opposed to something else? Why is that case being used? Why is it the subjunctive? Why is it the simple past rather than the imperfect? Why has that preposition changed its form? Whatever it is, it's like an interactive process between you and the story. You're reading this, you're reading the story, you're understanding, you're seeing the grammar being used, and you're asking the question back, well, why are you using that grammar point? Why this and why why not that? You ask why, you notice, and you carry on. And the really important point then is to do this every single day. This is not something you do once a week. You do it every day. You carry on reading your stories. You get tons of exposure and you gradually create this new reality where the grammar that you've been seeing just becomes normal. The rules that you've looked at will start to become normal. You'll know them without you having to actually study them at all. That's what happens. That's exactly how I learned Italian grammar. Instead of sitting down with a grammar textbook, I spent every day with gripping material in Italian creating this new reality for myself through daily exposure. Now, I did look at a grammar book from time to time, but at most it was for a a quick explanation of why or when a particular grammar point was being used, just to put it on the map, so to speak. And then it was straight back to the story to look out for that grammar and when it crops up the next time to notice it being used in the story. And bit by bit, this grammar starts to become the new normal. It's the new reality. As long as you're always engaged in this interactive process of asking why. Now, there are two keys, two, two keys to making this work. Firstly, you have to understand what you're reading. So you must choose material that is at your level, just above, just above your current level. When you can understand what's going on, then you're in a position to ask why and have this conversation with the story. And then you can learn. You must not choose material that's too hard. Most people do. They go to the bookshop, they grab a book, they turn on the TV. No, too hard. You can't learn when it's way above your level. Okay, so choose material that is at your level. Very important. Secondly, make sure that you have audio with the text. Audio. Text and audio. When you can read and listen to the same material at the same time, 
in another language, it becomes at least twice as memorable than if you just read by by itself or if you just listen because you're engaging different parts of the brain when you can hear the grammar being spoken aloud and also see it on the page it's a totally different learning experience it's like adding wine to a french meal or or rock salt to the steak for all you guys learning brazilian portuguese very important for your churrascos it's all about the rock salt that is the key anyway it just simply elevates it to another level Okay, so you've got stories at your level, you've got text and audio, and you've got your focused brain that is actively observing the grammar that it finds, that it sees being used in the story. And when you spend your time like this, that is how you internalize the grammar of your target language. That is how you create a new reality and say goodbye to the need to translate in your head from English. It's so powerful, this, I get excited even talking about it. Now, of course, language teachers probably don't like this because it puts them out of a job. But I love it because it's what helps me internalize the grammar of a new language quickly. And you will love it for exactly the same reason. Although, I have to say, a good teacher, a truly great teacher, can really help enormously. They can be your secret weapon to fast tracking this process even more because what a great teacher can do is they can take the content, the stories that you're reading and help you give even more, get even more insights, help you notice things in the stories even more. Ask why, help you ask why in the right places. Things, questions that you wouldn't necessarily ask, things that you wouldn't necessarily notice by yourself. Explain the choice of a particular tense, for example. A great teacher really can be an even bigger bonus there. So what we've seen here then, let's recap. We've seen how learning grammar rules does not translate into you being able to use that grammar naturally in speaking. doesn't happen. There is no clear line. We've seen that you don't need to learn every rule and instead you should focus on the few big tricky grammar points that every language has and that hold the key to unlocking most of the grammar you'll ever need in conversation, giving you the confidence you need when you come to speak. And the way to internalize that that difficult grammar, is not through rules, but to flood your brain with unlimited context and examples through this process of controlled immersion. What is controlled immersion? It means stories at your level so that you can see the grammar in action, and then text and audio so you can hear and read at the same time and everything becomes more memorable. And you simply spend your days with that instead of your textbook, and your grammar exercises. And if possible, an exceptional teacher, if you have one, an exceptional teacher that can help you notice details that even you can't notice by yourself. Powerful stuff, right? Now, you may ask, the grammar that you want to focus on, Ollie, well, that doesn't, it's not like that crops up in every sentence. How can you learn efficiently where you don't know, when you don't know where the grammar is going to be in the stories? And also you might say, well, Ollie, learning the grammar, actually, for me, learning the grammar is not the hard thing. What's hard for me is activating that grammar and making it usable in the real world when I come to speak. Did those thoughts occur to you? If they did, good questions, good thoughts, you're in luck, because in part three of this series, uh, this is exactly what we're going to cover. So check back for the next video very soon. For now, I want you to leave a comment below. And I want you to tell me how different this particular method of looking at grammar is from what you've done before.
How much time do you actually spend in controlled immersion actively noticing the grammar that's used? What percentage of your study time is it? Is this something you feel you can do more of and what would be the benefits? So I want your reactions, please, in the comments below. Thank you for watching. I hope this was useful and I'll see you back in part three of the series.